0: Hi, future me, welcome to the fall. It is late October day and it's a Saturday that I have in Victoria. Uh, one of the first in quite some time, the past few weekends, I've been traveling. The first weekend of October, I was in Seattle and then Toronto. And last weekend I was back in Vancouver. So it's, um, the first time this month that I get to spend Saturday in Victoria. I was really looking forward to it because I had a long list of things to do. I wanted to keep reading the book on ambiguity. I wanted to get a lot of practice in both dance and violin and do some cleaning, um, update my diary, do some journaling, so many things. And then today I got hit by this existential crisis, (laughs) Just, just the regular. I get other people get flus and whatnot, and I get these weekends where suddenly I just feel like there's nothing to do, even though there's a long list of to-dos. But I did get over myself and had a good day, but it is, I'm feeling a little blue, so I'll get into that a little later. But for now, let's recap the travels I had recently, first weekend of October, I went to Seattle to go to Summit Danceport. Uh, It was my first time taking the FRS Clipper. So it's a ferry that runs directly from downtown Victoria to downtown Seattle. It's not the cheapest, but it is very convenient because you don't have to uh, transport from the ferry terminal into the city. You basically just get right downtown in both cities. Uh, I was I remember having a really productive day because I woke up before noon on a weekend which is always a plus plus. and then I actually went to the gym for a little bit and worked on some burst power exercises so like um, skip roping jump squats and I also did a bit of a rowing on the concept 2 machine so that was all good and walked my luggage I had my dress and all my makeup stuff for about 30 minutes to the FRS Clipper Ferry. It was a nice day too, so there was, it was not a bad walk at all. I got checked in. The custom line was super fast because I think it's just dedicated to that one ferry. Oh, no wonder the ticket price is so high. They probably have to hire a bunch of people to just check only the passengers of that one boat in. Um, So that was all good, and I found out I didn't have to pay to check my luggage because um, I was allowed one free on on the ferry. The ferry itself was pretty small because I'm used to the BC ferry ones where you can take up like, I don't know, three seats to yourself if you really want to. Um, On the FRS Clipper, you are assigned one seat, and you can only sit in that for the entire journey. Um, I didn't order any food because I was looking forward to Chipotle. I was really daydreaming about eating Chipotle when I get to downtown Seattle, and that was like a distinct memory I had about visiting Seattle the last time. So the whole trip, I was just like, I'm going to eat Chipotle when I get there anyway more on that later so I chose the economy seat so I was downstairs but you are allowed to go upstairs where the the VIP I guess the more expensive ticketeer people sit it was mostly empty to be honest um which also made me realize why the ticket prices are so high they kind of have to make back enough money to cover on a mostly empty boat and then there's a very small deck that you can go out and have a look at the scenery um the ride to seattle is not as interesting as the one in bc the one between towassen and shorts bay because you don't get the tiny islands you don't get the gulf islands it's just open air and open water You don't get to see a lot of mountains either. It's a very boring straight ride, which is good because I don't want an exciting ride at all. I don't want an exciting voyage here. I got to Seattle at around 7.30 at night. So not too bad, but because it's October, so the sun had already set. And then I make my way to Pike Place where I booked a cheap hostel, cheap in quotations, because Seattle prices are just, yeah, not cheap, but the hostel is cheap in comparison to everything else that I could find. Um, And then I forgot that Pike Place is actually quite, like on a hill, like when coming from the ferry terminal, you have to walk up like a bunch of stairs to actually get to downtown and pipe plates itself is like a building of like, I think three or four stories. And I didn't realize this. <laughs> so, oh well, on an empty stomach, I just slugged my suitcase, which thankfully was not that heavy because my dance dress is very light and my backpack um, just up the stairs. And I was so grateful for all of the training, the physical training, the gym sessions i've been doing this year because that climb was not too bad i didn't find myself so so tired that like like some people that i saw walking with me had to take a break midway and luckily i didn't because i really wanted to check in and go get chipotle so i get to the hostel and it's another two flights of stairs up i was like oh great well good things i have good legs <laughs> no big deal i had to accustom myself again to the hostile life of being in a bunk bed and crammed in this like tiny room with like seven other girls um it takes some coordination i don't remember how i did it before but you kind of have to plan it especially because i was on the second uh, story bunk bed I, I guess that's what they call it and i have to I had to make sure I had all my stuff with me when I climbed down, because I don't want to be climbing up and down the stairs of the bunk bed just to get my stuff. And then also planning out what should be locked away, like my passport, money, um, and what should I keep with me to shower and sleep later. Anyway, so I was hungry at this point, my brain wasn't functioning too well, so I just dumped my suitcase in the locker below the bed. Lock it up and make sure I had my wallet. It took a few tries because I kept forgetting my uh, key pass and then my wallet and my jacket. So finally, it's like eight fifteen or eight twenty by the time I'm ready to get out and go get Chipotle. And then I walk up. I think it's called like Pike and Third or something. That's kind of where Chipotle is. And I find out it's like closed and I was so surprised. I guess I didn't check that one detail. (laughs) Later on, I found out that the area I was staying in, just by pike place there, had kind of been taken over by people who live on the streets, and so it wasn't, like, the the place that most tourists would go to. Um, I also looked for the McDonald's, and it was closed, and I was Very, very surprised because I thought McDonald's were open late. Um, And what also surprised me is that they kind of closed the doors so that you can't really come in. I guess they were being very cautious and you can only order at the window. Maybe if I had come back in the morning, it would have been different. So anyway, I'm hungry. I want to eat something. So I look for Thai food. (laughs) And then... I guess the nearest Thai food was like Temet's walk. And it's in the middle of the poshest district ever. So it's really pretty. I took a picture of what the restaurant looks like. It had these um, walkways, like a bridge. And then the restaurant looks like it has balcony. So I was like, okay, I don't think I'm in the mood to pay for the service. So I'm just gonna keep walking and see what I can find. What is open? At 9 p.m., like this is that late? There must be something open, so I keep walking, and then I see this uh, fast food-looking place. So I'm like, okay, this looks cheap enough. And I go in and I look at the prices, and it they were pretty cheap. It's like a sandwich for two dollars, so, and it's like lobster. I was like, okay. This must be some kind of lobster imitation because there's no way lobster can be that cheap, right? And then I just asked the, the salesperson, like, whatever is the specialty dish, I guess. And so I got a sandwich, and then they had soup as well. So, okay, I'll get soup. And then I look at the bill, and it's like $40. So what I thought was a $2 sandwich was actually $22. And I just, <laughs> I guess I don't know how to read those, like, old school uh, price boards. The ones that are not digitally displayed, but it's like made of uh, those flip tags and then whatever. So I thought it was 2.2 and it's actually 22 and it is real lobster. So, I mean, I already ordered and I was really hungry. (laughs) Um, So I just like, okay, this, I guess the money that I had set aside to pay for my luggage now goes into this lobster. And honestly, it was like the best sandwich I've ever had. Lobster just tastes so good. And I don't know if it was because I was starving at that point from like the workout I had early in the day, walking up like four stories of stairs, getting disappointed from not getting Chipotle. But that was like the best sandwich ever. I wish I could have lobster every day in my life. But yeah, I don't think 22 USD is a very affordable dinner price for every day. <laughs> anyway, so I finished my meal and then I kept walking around a little bit. And for some reason, I think I really had a craving for cupcakes. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I really wanted carbs. Um, but the closest like 24 hour dino was a good like 20 minute walk away from downtown Seattle and it's already approaching like 10 p.m at this point. So I just um, walked around a little bit to see what was open on a Saturday night. There wasn't much, I don't think there was any like sports game in Seattle that day. and then I just took a lot of pictures of the tall buildings. I think I've been in Victoria for too long that tall buildings seem like the exotic thing to me now. Like I see anything taller than 20 stories and I'm like, wow, that's a tourist attraction. (laughs) I eventually found myself at Union Station and then I remembered that I did need to get a uh, transit pass so that I could travel to my dance competition the next day. So thank goodness I got that in and honestly Union Station is such a beautiful big like stylistic very modern but also not uh, brutalism so it's not like that at all it's clean and I was so impressed again maybe because I've been in Victoria for so long and we don't actually have train stations or even Vancouver we have tiny subway stations anyway so good on you, Seattle. You guys seem to have a well, well put together subway system, even though I was only at one station. So at this time, I'm like, okay, I should head back because I have a pretty early day uh, the next day, and that was kind of my arrival in Seattle. Uh, the next morning, I had to wake up at 5:30 because um, the dance competition is at. 10.30, like that is when I need to be ready in every, on my costume and hair and makeup to dance, and it was at this hotel in Renton, so instead of taking a cab with $60, I had this grand idea of taking their rapid ride bus, I guess it's similar to the rapid, um, the R buses in Vancouver, I just gave it a try, and so... <laughs> Uh, The hostel had free breakfast at 6 and I honestly only had time to eat like a bowl of cereal. And then I got um, a muffin with peanut butter. Yeah, I just put peanut butter on muffin because I was feeling like it. And then I, I just held it in my hands and like I had to go because the bus was coming at like 620 um, and then I get outside and it's still kind of dark. And then I realize I walked the wrong way. I think the bus station was only like two blocks away, but there were so many buses that I kind of got sidetracked, which is, again, a sign that Seattle has a pretty good transit system, I guess. I just followed the, whatever buses were showing up at that time. And I thought my bus st- stop would be on the same street. But it wasn't so i had this like mini panic attack where i was like oh no i mark in the wrong way so i sat running and in one hand i have this (laughs) peanut butter kind of (laughs) grotesque thing and i'm so tense i didn't realize i started to squeeze on the the peanut butter until i got to my bus stop and then i was oh i better like finish this before this becomes the situation And then I also didn't realize that I was kind of in the downtown east side area of Seattle, so there were lots of people awake and just like hanging out doing whatever they do. So as they see me running, they were like heckling me like, where are you running? What what are you running for? And I'm just like, oh god, just please let me find my bus. And then I get to my bus and it's still dark out, the sky is like holding a syringe and I guess he finished shooting up because he didn't look like he was very awake. And he kept like leaning over into the street. And I was like, Oh, okay, I hope this is the right stop and this bus comes fast. Honestly, it didn't scare me that much. Um like don't think of this as like representative of Seattle. And honestly, if anyone lives in North America, it's kind of a given that you know that there's people who live on the streets, and there's not much you can do about it. I would even stop calling people like this homeless, because I don't think that they don't have a home. It's just where they live is on the public right-of-way, and on the streets. Um, I think when we call them homeless, it makes us feel like they're kind of separate from us. But honestly, from what I've seen, they're pretty much just like the rest of us. They have their needs and they like to do the things we like to do, which is hang out with their friends. They don't like to work just like us and they enjoy good weather and whatever we can do to make their lives easier and safer and just anything we can do to give them the proper healthcare and hygiene, that would be the best. So luckily my bus came within five minutes I follow Google instructions and I just wait for the bus to get to this transit stop in the suburbs and it was just kind of this surreal world because I don't spend a lot of time in suburbs like this road that was so wide one car lane probably fits two cars and like there's no like pedestrian push button or anything it's just like this shady zebra crossing mark on this on a road but I guess it's enough because there's not much traffic at that time or in that area yeah it just looked like the suburbs that I am not really used to and then I almost took the wrong bus because I didn't realize you have to cross the street and actually take another bus that goes in the same direction as where you came from I thought you just like transferred at the same bus but anyway Another mini heart attack moment where I was like, oh God, I need to get to my dance competition and I hope I take the right bus. And again, it probably just a suggestion for anyone who works in transit. It's really great to have easy to read maps because the way they had it at the bus stop was they had a map of the entire route and it didn't show you which direction. It was just the list of stops And the stop that I originally was waiting at was actually the bus that went the other direction. But I didn't realize that until, like, I read the top of the bus stop that says 2 whatever. So I just relied on the map that was a generic map. And, like, thankfully, I realized that in time because the bus was, like, a few minutes late, like, five minutes late. Well, can't really fault them for that. It's, you know... 7am on a Saturday, or on a Sunday. So after that everything else went smoothly, uh, when I got off the bus stop it was pretty clear where the hotel was because it's again very posh looking, it doesn't look at all like the area of Seattle that I came from. Um, it's a uh, Hyatt Regency I think by the lake so I did remember it having very nice views and none of that has changed since I was last here um getting ready for the competition was another like high adrenaline uh, moment because I had to use the general women's change room I thought I had space at the hostel to do my makeup there but actually it was a good thing that I didn't um so I had to share this room with all the people who dance on Sundays which are people that aren't really good so no one comes to see us and that means like low ranking like kids and just younger girls and they are just such a mess in the change room. I think a lot of them uh, don't want to wake up that early on a Sunday and so their parents, particularly mothers, have to really um, talk to them and encourage them (laughs) to put on makeup and kind of coax them into getting ready And that was a little funny to see, because I'm thinking, well, I'm a grown woman and I choose to be here by myself. I wish I had a mother who would like carry my makeup and shoes and clothes for me. But anyway, as kids, probably no one really appreciates what the parents do for them until they grow up and actually have to do it for themselves. So it was fun getting ready in that environment, but it really took a toll on my emotional endurance. So I had to find a quick moment when I got to the barroom to like just like calm down a little bit. It had been a pretty hectic morning. So we danced, and it was all good. I was quite happy with how we performed. Uh, we really were able to dance like what we practiced. So skipping all that those five hours or probably less, it felt like five hours, but probably. It's more like three hours at the dance competition. Me and my partner, dance partner, were so hungry. So him, me, and his wife uh, went to dumplings after. And I didn't want to eat too much because I wanted to go back and get Chipotle. <laughs> but it was so appetizing. I think it was... I can't remember the name now, but it didn't feel like some restaurant at a strip mall in the suburbs. It was pretty decent. Um, And then afterwards, I found out there was a snowy village nearby. So I had to hang around and get it because I just really wanted something sweet and fun and not stressful to eat. (laughs) While I waited for snowy village to open, I also went to Ulta and did a little shopping spree there. So at uh, this point I'm most satisfied, I got the food I wanted, everything felt good. Could finally like go back to Seattle to meet up with a friend for dinner. And luckily the way back to downtown Seattle was smooth because I had understood how these buses work. And again, on the way back they were about like four or five minutes late per bus. So it all worked out. <laughs> I didn't miss my second one. Once I got back to Seattle, um, I had to change and get ready really quickly, get rid of all my dance competition makeup and hair, and I walked around downtown a little bit. Um, I honestly forgot how hilly Seattle could be, (laughs) which was good because I burnt off enough energy for dinner. And I picked this restaurant called Maximilian. It's right by Pike Place. And it oversees kind of like the fer- ferris wheel and the ocean. I think it's the ocean, not the lake, right? This ocean. Um, then my friend and his girlfriend showed up and we had a pretty good long dinner. I think I spent way too much more money than I budgeted for. <laughs> but I do understand that, you know, for a restaurant that type, you're kind of paying for the view more than the actual food um afterwards my friend showed me where he lives it's in a condo in downtown seattle and he took the liberty to take me up to their penthouse which is actually not apartments but rather this common open space i thought it was such a great idea because because it was a penthouse you had the 360 view of the city and they put in so many amenities like workspace, obviously the leisure stuff like pool, um, they have barbecue, and like just tons and tons of seating, which is great because in the apartments that I've been to, like my own, or some even some of the uh, more upscale ones, there's just not a ton of seating. Um, so I appreciated that the building designers actually like gave up their penthouse to give this general area to everyone to enjoy. Okay, so the next weekend, I went to Toronto, and this was probably the fifth or sixth time I went to Toronto, but the more I come back to Toronto, the more I like it. I don't know why. I think the last time, I recognized how diverse and how, honestly, cheap food, how cheap food is compared to Victoria, and then I also recognized how good the... Subway is. (laughs) Honestly, it is quite nicer than the Vancouver ones because they are bigger, longer. They cover more distance. But this time I only had like 48 hours in Toronto, including the dance competition. So I didn't have a ton of time. The first night I came, again, I was looking for Chipotle. So I was like really hoping that I could catch it. And I did check this time. So it closes at 10. And I was really, really hoping for it. But our flight from Victoria got delayed by one hour. So, yeah, I made it to Chipotle at like 10.05. And they were shooing people out the door. Which is unfortunate. It was like my second time trying to get Chipotle. I guess Chipotle and I are just not meant to be. So um, my backup plan was this fancy, like, sports uh, bar and... open, late restaurant kind of thing. Uh, I I was, again, very hungry at this point, so I just got lamb and, like, one sugary, non-alcoholic cocktail. (laughs) I don't even remember what it was. I think it was some kind of, like, dragon fruit uh, flavor. Anyway, uh, I decided to just walk around a little bit downtown before I went to sleep even though it was already like 11.30 by the time I checked in. Um, But my jet lag made me feel like it was still 8. So I thought I should burn off some calories. So I just tried to get myself a little more tired before I could sleep. Um, So that night was funny because um, I was staying right downtown and a bunch of girls came out of a Lizo concert and they just flooded the streets. And you can tell that the demographic that listens to Lizzo is, like, young, adult, females, or even teenagers, I guess. Um, and it was kind of bizarre <laughs> because I work in a very male-dominated field, so, like, seeing a bunch of girls come out is, is a change. Um, I walked around and found out there's, like, a 24-hour grocery store, so I was still thankful got myself some um, coconut juice and um, just like an ice cream. Like I was really craving sweet food in the night. So, oh, well, I was going to dance a lot. So didn't mind eating um, like a 300 calorie ice cream at night. So the next day, the conversation was quite early. Um, later than the Seattle one. But because I had the hotel room to myself, so I was able to, get ready because i was craving like diner food so i made myself wake up really early and go to this uh, breakfast place got pancakes one of the many things i was craving once again so i was uh i was glad that i could get a big breakfast and actually be able to eat for a change because sometimes whenever competitions i can't eat that much before dancing but Like, this time I was quite hungry, so it was satisfying. Um, The dancing was fine, and I really enjoyed myself, I think. Learning from my past competitions that didn't go too well. The most important thing for me, actually, is just to stay in the moment and enjoy it. Not even thinking about, like, any of my goals or the results or, like, worried about technique. The best way for me to dance well is just to tell myself, enjoy it, like treat it like I'm at a big party and it's going to be over in less than 10 minutes. So I better enjoy every single second of that 10 minutes before it goes away. And I, th- I thought that helped this time. I was very in the moment and I really paid attention to how I was enjoying it and telling myself constantly. This is why I do this. This is why I travel and practice and compete. Anyway, after dancing, again, we were hungry, so we went to get ramen nearby. I think I was going to just give apple tea, but I was so hungry that I thought it would be a bad idea to just intake a bunch of sugar. Um, I think it was called Kento Ramen, and... It was nothing too special. I was just hungry. So it's not like the lobster in Seattle. This one, I kind of think it was exactly what I expected. So uh, afterwards, I thought I should go back to the hotel and enjoy the pool. But the day was sunny and quiet and warmer than the night before. So I thought I should take advantage of the weather and get going. I went to the alley and got the first bubble tea in a month and then just walking a bit around downtown to into the Bay and Eaton Centre. Um, wow, people love shopping, I guess. <laughs> and I don't remember Toronto being that crowded that time last year. I guess people are starting to transition back to doing the things they enjoy, even if it's just guilty pleasure. So I thought I could take a nap a little bit, but then um, blood started to flow so I was able to fight the sleepiness and I headed straight to Koreatown. Once I got there, I think I, <laughs> my shopping addiction just came back to life. There were so many cute stores and I went to uh, two stationery stores that sold slightly different things and then I couldn't control myself. I got like gifts and postcards, some stickers, um, some uh, new color wax for my letters. And I really, really tried to hold back myself, but I think I just overspent. <laughs> and then what didn't help was just across the street from those stationery stores was uh, a K pop store. <laughs> so I bought Lucy's childhood uh, album. Every time I listen to their songs, I feel something. It could be this feeling of like nostalgia, of like regret, of feeling like you're in a dream um, or sometimes just like happiness. Like just imagining the days when you just didn't feel any worry and didn't have any obligations to go to. That's kind of how some of their songs feel to me. So I got the album. Um. And then I also got Juan Ho's album because my friend recommended it. So over budget once again. Now comes dinner. So I wasn't sure if I wanted Korean food or Japanese food. I think I was very motivated by getting protein. So I went to uh, Yakotori shop, uh, restaurant. They They make the meat right in front of you. Uh, mostly smoked and barbecue and then you kind of pay by the skewer. So I got a lot of gizzard. I don't know why, but it's just so chewy. <laughs> and I guess I hadn't had it in a while, so it was extra tasty. Over budget, once again. Afterwards, I got um, this uh, shaved ice from a, coffee sh- from a cafe shop that has, like, toilet-related cutleries, bowls, and seats. I think the whole concept is to make fun of poop. It's called Poop Cafe. And you kind of have to have that kind of humor to be able to eat there, I guess. Because everywhere you look, it's just, like, decoration instead of poop-related. Like, the poop emoji... This is huge like plastic sculpture of a poop, very big poop. So, yeah, the food was great. They tasted and smelled nothing like poop. Rest assured. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to get over that if you're easily affected by yeah the thought of toilets next to your food. That would not be the right place to go. So at this time it's pretty late so I head back to downtown uh, Toronto and I found out it was there were three home games that night so the city was pretty busy. I don't think the Blue Jays won because it was pretty quiet and no one was looking very happy. I go back to the hotel and use their pool which is like not the most not the beautiful, swanky hotel you see on Instagram pictures. It's more just like a basic um, pool that every hotel has. But it was good to like just flop around <laughs> and not feel the weight of my feet for a change. Like dancing, walking, a uh, very weight-based activities. So it was good to just let go. Um... For some reason I couldn't sleep at all until like 3 a.m. Well, it's not too surprising because I was still jet lagged at this point. But then I had to wake up in three hours to go to Toronto Pearson. So it was not the best night of my life, but I was really happy that I could squeeze so much into just 48 hours in Toronto. week i think i'm suffering from like travel withdrawal because the last 3 weeks have been so exciting and i've just been going to new places and enjoying my life eating new food seeing new things and this week has just been the same um, i also feel like now that we're in a period where covid is still around but most people don't want to deal with it and most people who are able body and healthy have already developed enough immunity to COVID that most people aren't concerned about dying from it anymore. And so all of the middle, upper class people who have saved whatever money they could during COVID um, are finally finding opportunities, occasions to use it. And This is the period where I feel more blue than while COVID was happening. I think the past two years have been, um, there was something to look forward to at all times. Like when we were in the first shutdown, we were always looking forward to the end of it. Like we were always counting down, oh, it's like five more days until the end of this lockdown. And then the second one was like that too, and so on and so on. And then as restrictions started to, Loosen up. There was always always that next thing to look forward to. Oh, here's our first vaccine, and then second, and third vaccine. And when starting from two days from now, you can do this and this again. So there were always like deadlines that made you kind of look forward to them. And then it's just a period where you know it's temporary. It's just um, emphasized over and over that. We're an epidemic, which means that at some point it will end, and so the I always lived with this mentality that there's something to look forward to, and now there's nothing else, I guess, in that process that would make things better. Um, most people are vaccinated. We've kind of dealt with the the worst of it. So what's next? And we're back to news about inflation and interest rate hikes and the stock market going down and inflation still high so it just feels like oh we're back to the same worries we had before the pandemic just the universal and everlasting issues that we can't solve and we might not be able to solve so just got getting back to not having anything fun to do Not having anything to look forward to, tired of the same news, and realizing that we might be too small in this world to really solve all of humanity's problems, so existential crisis today. But I think to my future self, I want you to remember the things that you were able to achieve in the two competitions the last few weekends. Um, just being more assured of yourself, recognizing that you are strong enough to climb so many stairs. You enjoy the beauties of life and all the guilty pleasures of eating and indulging and shopping. Um, I think you should be proud that you have something to look forward to. Like in Seattle, it was not that hard to wake up at 5.30 a.m., which is something you would never do. Uh, but you did because you had a motivation, uh, you had a goal in mind for that day, and you knew that you were walking in the right direction. So I hope you don't forget these two memories because it is a symbol of um, progress. And you're, just this notion that you're never still, and you're never standing still, that you have moved so much more from the beginning than you think you have.